Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, we've got a special treat for you today. Instead of our normal intro, please enjoy the Crimson Kitty, Angel Tweeter Frail, and the Captain, Terry Abbott, better known as Lorelai of Florida, with the title track from their new album, Down Below. No one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and swap the decks with a smile all day. But when the captain leaves the ship, the swabbies get to play. yo ho yo yo The captain is the one in charge, don't give me any lip Cause I can make you walk the plank and kick you off the ship First mate keeps the crew in line, no matter what he thinks And if they do not fall in line, they'll wind up in the drink yo ho yo yo We're heading up the gangplank and going down below And there's fighting, there's gambling with dice But remember that they're pirates, so watch out for the lice So loosen up your corset strings, learn to take a joke Cause it's your turn in the barrel and we're ready for a poke What? yo ho dilly yo yo ho dilly We're heading up the gangplank and going down below oh yo ho dilly yo yo ho dilly We're heading up the gangplank and going down below Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are here with a super fan that I am so excited about. So this excited. has been almost a year in the making. Actually, I just got the Facebook alert this week that this is a year that we've known each other. So that's very exciting. We have Angel here with us, aka Crimson Kitty, who you will meet here pretty shortly. But I'm so excited that you're here, Angel. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. It's your fault that I accidentally became a super fan of the show (laughs) and of of your podcast. So, oh, well, thank you. We met last year at the Renaissance Festival here in Tampa. I have a 
great girlfriend, Heather, who brought me and she was like, oh, I used to be in theater with this girl, Angel. We need to find her. We need to find her. So we found you guys and your stage and I was floored. I absolutely loved it. You'll have to give a little (laughs) elevator pitch on what it is that you guys do. But before we even got the podcast rocking, I contacted you and said, I love what you guys did on stage that I saw. Is there any way you can help us come up with a theme song for our podcast? And I have to be honest with you, Jen was mildly excited about the idea of doing a podcast with me. She was way more excited (laughs) about the intro song. Well, because I said you know, what would be fun is to do a sea shanty. And who in the world would think that somebody knows somebody who could do that? And of course, my friend Adrian says, I know someone who does that. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Really? And like a week later, we had the perfect sea shanty for Below Deck. It was amazing. It was. And it was very organic on our end, the way that it happened, because you had contacted and I reached out to Terry, the captain, and I said, hey, so remember that girl that came to to the fair and yeah, they want us to write a sea shanty for their podcast that they're doing. And he's like, what's that about? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to look into it. And so I watched a few episodes to figure out what it was all about. So I could write the good song for you. And the next thing you know, I'm sucked into the show, but (laughs) it came out just like we were just sitting in the studio and I'm like, ah, they kind of want a sea shanty. I don't know. Um, and then that was it It I still have my original notes that I was taking based on what Adrian had sent me and the email I had with you Jen and it just flowed out it came out we did it in almost one take in the studio the one we sent you we weren't expecting to be the one you were going to use we're like yeah here's a rough version (laughs) amazing It is amazing. I wish I would have done, you know how they do on YouTube, those live reacts where people listen to a song for the first time. I wish I had done a live react to that because I was so giddy because really all you had asked from us were just some keywords. And so Adrian and I bandied about a couple of keywords that had to do with the show. And you came back with this gorgeous gem that we love so much. (laughs) And I still... When I edit the podcast and I go through to listen again after I have the final cut to make sure it's all clean, I still listen to the intro all the way through because it just makes me happy. So it's genius. It really is. Terry actually ended up liking the finished product so much that we went back in the studio and wrote a longer version of it. We added another verse and changed just a little bit of it so that it is now the title track of our third CD. And that was the jumping off point to write 10 more new songs for this new CD that we had to get ready for the Renaissance Fair for this year. Right. And every time we performed it at the Ren Fair, we're like, so listen, this is the title track from our CD. It's also the theme song for this great podcast. If you know about the show, if you don't talk to me later and I'll tell you about it. So so cool. Oh, and guys, I don't even think that we've mentioned the name. Lorelei of Florida is. And we'll put the link for the new album in our podcast notes too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And follow them on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. Facebook. We have all of the social medias, but we're kind of old and not great at stuff. So we do our Facebook more than anything. Perfect. And you can find them at Renaissance Fairs all over Florida, right? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. We are, we're hoping beyond hope to this year get into Sarasota and Brevard and Suncoast. Those are our goals for this year, but we just finished up the Bay Area Ren Fair. That makes me laugh because it abbreviates as BARF. And barf it I know, makes right? me laugh so hard. Like of all the names, but it's they run really it. easy run to entertain it. you, Jen. It really is. Yeah, true. <laughs> I have to be honest that when we first met, you were in character at the Renaissance Festival yes. and I met Crimson Kitty. And then you called me on the phone because I sent you an email after Heather put us in touch and you called me and I did not believe it was you because you didn't sound like the you that I met. So you have to introduce everybody else to Crimson Kitty. Well, hello, everybody. This is the Crimson Kitty. I'm the first mate of the ship, the crew of the Lorelei. And I let the captain think he's in charge. If you're married, you understand. You know what I'm talking about. He's not my husband, although he has tried. (laughs) (laughs) This is who I met at the Renaissance Fair. And then she called me a couple weeks later after we got put in touch. And I was like, um, I don't, um, I'm not (laughs) sure that this is the right person. I want (laughs) to listen to a conversation between Daisy and the Crimson Kitty. I would love that very much. I haven't gone head to head directly with somebody from Ireland, but I have studied it hard and that's where I picked up my brogue from. It's a Northern Ireland Galway town brogue that I try to imitate. And um, all I know is that people from England have told me I have a very good Irish brogue and they've been fooled. So I hope it's good enough. Yay. I love it. I could I'd rather see Crimson Kitty and Jamie Fraser. That would be my pick. I mean, Daisy would be cool, but Jamie Fraser would be better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you said that we were kind of the impetus that got you into Below Deck. Let's be honest. We're a gateway drug. We're a gateway drug. Yes, we are. (laughs) We will encourage anybody we can. We are the marijuana of podcasts. But are you liking the different franchises? Have you stuck with only one? What's going on? So I started with OG and I didn't watch all of it. The first episode I saw was Ashton being dragged off the back of the boat. That's a dilly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was terrifying. You know, I have an uncle in Boston that I used to occasionally go sailing with when I was a little kid. And I am not a sailor by any means, but I know enough to know that's bad. Right. And then watched that happen. And so that was it. I was hooked from that moment on. Mm-hmm. I had to watch. I'm like, I, I, this is Bravo. They're trash television. Are, they, are we just going to watch this guy die? Is this what's going to happen here? With Bravo, you just never know. Exactly. And I get such a kick out of Captain Lee because he reminds me of an uncle that I don't have, but I feel like I have. Like, I feel like everybody <laughs> has that uncle. Yeah. You know? The one cussing a blue streak at Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> Some of the things he says sound exactly like stuff my grandfather used to say. My grandfather used to have phrases like, was I drunk and was she beautiful? (laughs) (laughs) And it just sounds like every time, like, I'm madder than a pissed on chicken. I'm like, my grandfather would say that. Did my grandfather say that? (laughs) He kind of goofs his cliches. And I'm renowned for that in my family. I say like crying at the top of a hat or trying to milk a dead horse. And people yeah. are like, what are you even saying? I can't get cliches right. But I feel like Lee has that same thing. And the one that kills me, and I really, he's so worldly. There's no way he didn't know what he said. Mm-hmm. But you have to know that in the moment, he didn't realize it came out of his mouth. And I hope somebody pulled him aside is when he's like, oh, I'm going to eat somebody's ass. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, that's not. <laughs> that one makes me cringe show. every <laughs> single time I cringe. I'm like, oh, you guys. 
oh, just bravo. Just don't even put it on. I so badly wanted them to cut to Rachel going, eat my cooter. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather at that point. Yeah, it's just. I uh, love her. I freaking love Rachel. In my opinion, she's the best chef, period. I mean, I've never had any of their food, but just right. purely to watch. She, mm-hmm. She's my favorite. Yeah, she definitely has the reality TV game down where she knows how to play into what's going on. And she's quick on her feet with the quip. And she's competent and good at her job. Like, I don't want to watch people on a show like this. I don't want to watch people who are on TV for the sake of being on TV. On a show like this, you know, I want to see people actually be competent at their jobs because at the end of the day, you are in charge of somebody else's life. Even if you want to push them off the boat, Cherica, they're still... You, you still have to make sure at the end that they're alive. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you so much. <laughs> It's true. And I'm the same way. I would rather see drama that's involved in interpersonal problems or with the guests or whatever. I don't want to see somebody who has no clue what they're doing. To me, that doesn't make sense. And if it is somebody who has no clue, then I would rather watch it be like, this person is green and we're going to watch them learn. Like from the beginning, we're going to watch them learn how to do their job and watch their growth. I want to see that. I don't want to see a bunch of incompetent wannabe OnlyFans models just Dang. biding their time to boost their likes. And I'm not mm. shaming sex workers at all. Listen, if you've got it, flaunt it, use it, honey. But right time and right place. Right, exactly. Don't use this as your platform. Find another way to get there. Yeah, I agree with you. And speaking of that theme, is there anyone possibly that you have in mind when you're referring oh. to this? <laughs> <laughs> What a walking dumpster fire. I'm sorry, Trashly. <laughs> I can't stand her. And I, I've tried so many times to find something redeeming or likable about her. I've tried so many times to say, you know, she's 23 and every 23 year old is stupid and does stupid stuff. You know, maybe it's this and maybe it's that. But the fact of the matter is we've seen Tom get fired. Was he incompetent? Absolutely. But did trashly contribute to it yes we've seen gabby leave did gabby have her own issues absolutely she had things she needed to work on mm-hmm. but did trashly contribute to that 100 the common thread is that she is a petty insecure pick me little piece of trash and it shows more and more and more i actually on the reddits clicked onto her only fans just oh, out of curiosity brave Ooh, woman sorry about that <laughs> you haven't seen it i'm not gonna get front should have told you <laughs> i'm just gonna tell you it's terrible and i want to go you know it's not terrible like i don't shame you because you're a sex worker i'm shaming you because you're a bad one it's awful <laughs> Who's going to pay to watch this crap? You know? Yeah. I have not seen it. I can't contribute to this part of the conversation. I have a photographic memory. Yeah. And so I really can't unsee things. watch the whole thing or see how graphic it got i just literally just a few minutes of the clip just i'm I'm curious what is going on here yeah and she doesn't know what she's doing because she doesn't know who she is that's valid she has no idea who she is or what she wants to be just what she thinks she wants to be and she's so hungry and so desperate for attention especially male attention Mm -hmm. that it makes me wonder girl what happened to you in your life that this is where you are yeah what trauma are you trying to work out over there. There's five other guys on the boat. What is it with Gary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in real life and in person, I'm sure he's a great guy and he's flirty and he's fun. And I can see how somebody with her issues might be attracted to that initial kind of attention. But girl, he said no so many times. Right. And 
what really bugs me is that either she actually assaulted and took advantage of him that night and Bravo put it on the air and let us all watch it without intervening. Right. Or Bravo chose to edit it so that it looked that way, which is not a good choice either. Right. And I just don't understand because if the tables were turned and it had been Gary instead of her, but the exact same conversation, at this point, he would be canceled. He would be pulled off the show. You know, the point is his behavior after it's happened has even reinforced how much he didn't want it to happen. And she still isn't buying a vowel and getting the clue. Correct. Yeah. I think there's a massive amount of emotional insecurity with her. And for a while, probably the first five or six episodes, I was trying to balance that with youth. You know, like, well, she just doesn't understand. I was trying to give her so much grace Mm -hmm. of like, she's young and clearly there's a lot of insecurity. But at this point, I just can't. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at as well. I've gotten to a point where it's like, okay, I've given you all the grace, but you're a really, really bad human. And there's no remorse. There's no empathy towards- There's no understanding. Right, yeah. And I was angry at Daisy for a while because, and again, this could just be what they were choosing to show us. This could be editing. But I was angry at Daisy when she's like, well, actually, you know, Gabby got a good at it. Ashley's getting a bad at it. I'm like, what? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And when it seemed like Daisy was not- having conversations or stepping in or being the manager she needed to be. Oh, why do I have to deal with it? I don't want to deal with it. Well, because it's your job, hon. That's that's right. literally your job. That's why you get the big bucks. Right? And I just, oh my God, last week's episode. <laughs> I, can't wait. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to see tonight's episode. I know. I'm so oh. excited. We did a poll last week and we let the audience name the episode. And one of the options, which got the least number of votes, by the way. So, yes, guys, I get it that you don't <laughs> want me interjecting myself into this. Okay. But one of the options was Jen's favorite episode ever because it was. Oh, my God. The karma. It had everything. Everything. Yep. Everything. I just to watch her spin and just watch her get crazier and crazier when she saw everything unraveling, but she's not understanding that everything is unraveling. Mm-hmm. And like all your manipulations, all of this house of lies and crap that you've built for yourself is crumbling down. And the most beautiful moment was the last, but I have more experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> It totally reminded me of that scene from, what was it, Wedding Crashers, where she's like, I will find you. Like, (laughs) it totally was shades of that for me. Like, stage five clinger. Yes. Oh, my God. And, I mean, okay, so Gary is going to, you know, bang the new stew or kiss the new stew or make out whatever, because, I mean, of course he is, because that's his job on this show. (laughs) Like, I would laugh so hard if I found out that when he's not filming the show, he's a monk, because... He plays his character. He does. Yeah. Even Gary doesn't know why Gary is the one. Right. Yeah. Colin doesn't know. Gary doesn't know. Daisy doesn't know. Nobody knows. (laughs) Colin just loves to stir the pot of shit. I'm sorry. He's very entertaining, but he's also responsible for a lot of the drama because he's poking the hornet's nest all the time and then sitting back just going, I don't know why you got stung. Yeah. But I could watch him on mute and still be happy. So. (laughs) True. My favorite Colin is that's a terrible idea, but you should absolutely do it because I want to see it for the entertainment value. Yes, <laughs> I loved it when he said that, it was perfect, and it well, summed up who he is. Everybody watching, yep, exactly. 
so we've covered Ashley and a little bit of Colin. What do you think about the two new people, Barnaby and Scarlett? Um, I don't know enough about them yet. I think Scarlett is 100% there because she's pretty and has an Instagram account. Ah, okay. Yep. That doesn't mean she's not going to work. That doesn't mean she's not going to be good at the job. I, you know, we've saw her for five seconds and we haven't gotten to actually see her interact with guests or do anything. Right. So my jury is still out with her. I do mm-hmm. like the fact that she did not drink on that first night out. She drank her water and she sat back and she watched and she's like, I'm going to get the lay of the land. And I'm like, okay, she's smart. Girl is smart, mm-hmm. but I'm going to wait and see what she does. Barnaby, I think he's adorable. I think he's goofy. He's incredibly competent, mm-hmm. which unfortunately means Bravo won't have him back. <laughs> right? Probably, probably. Yeah. I was impressed with how he came on and really kind of just got to what he knew how to do until Gary would tell him something else he needed him to do or show him something he may not have known how to do. Like he did stuff without needing to be handheld the whole time. He's like, oh, I figured these fenders needed to come in. I knew where the fenders needed to go. So I just figured, and and they all were shocked like, wait, you, you did something right. And you didn't have to be asked or told. I don't understand. Right. Cause the few episodes I've gotten to see of down under Benny and Bertini, there was a point when they were on the ship by themselves and they like did nothing, you know, because Jamie hadn't told them to do anything. And Captain Jason got upset with them because they didn't even like pick up a chamois and polish chrome. Even if you're completely green, Mm-hmm. There's no basic stuff that you know you're supposed to do. Right. You know, you're coming in, you're you're a brand new stew. I've never been a stew in my life. You put me on a boat as the new bottom stew. Mm-hmm. And even I know, oh, maybe I should wipe the counter down or maybe I should, you know, check the bar and see if anything needs to be, you know, maybe I should pull up a pillow. Maybe I shouldn't aim the hose at the electric controls. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He was so pretty, but he was so dumb. You know, my, my favorite thing is I'm just Tom from the north of England. I'm not, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, Bravo. Okay. We keep having the male stews or crew members in their freaking underwear doing strip shows. And it's just gross because you would not gross. have the women do it. Mm-hmm. If the women did it, people would be screaming and it should be the same standard both ways. And yeah. if the guys are fine with doing it, that's one thing. But the fact that you keep prompting the guests to ask for it is just Mm -hmm. gross yeah i mean why don't you just have a freaking show on bravo that is set in a freaking strip club and be done with it oh i'm sure that it's been pitched (laughs) do a bravo show from the bunny ranch everybody's happy and then all the (laughs) oh my gosh i love you so much Do you have any things that you're hoping to see coming up as we ratchet down towards the end of the series? Honestly, I really want to see some real consequences for Ashley's behavior, not just from Daisy. I want to see the captain or even the producers step in. And I know it's not going to happen, Mm -hmm. but I really want to see something happen to the point where people step in and sit her down and go, listen, you're batshit. You got to (laughs) stop. That's such a good wish. I'm going to change my wish to that now. (laughs) You've encouraged me to have a new wish. I never even thought about that, but I would love to see some kind of real consequences for her behavior. I don't know if we're going to see it. Even if it came from just Daisy, I would be okay with it. Yeah. And something beyond, you know, and I loved how Daisy handled it last week. I loved how she just sat there and went, listen, you are not ready to be second stew because you think it's about being a boss and don't understand it's about being a leader. And there's a difference. 
And until you understand that difference, you're not ready for the position, no matter how much experience you have. Right. But I would really, there just needs to be some actual consequences that she has to face from real people, not just from somebody telling her off. And that's what I want to see. Yeah. I agree. I want to see Scarlett excel to the point where even if it's the last day, she she's given second stew. <laughs> that was that my the, wish. <laughs> the, petty, the petty piece of me wants to watch everybody on the boat but her get rewarded and recognized. Yes, another petty Betty. That was my Oh wish. my God. I, listen, I, I can be, I can have petty wishes. Yes. Because the thing is, there are so many people like her in real life. Everybody knows an Ashley. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you sit there and go, how does this person just keep wandering through life like they're made of Teflon? This is just insane. Yeah, it is frustrating. And that's, I think, why last week resonated so much with me is because we don't get to see it in real time where they get some consequences for their behavior or some kind of karma. And so that's why, I mean, it was total schadenfreude on my part, but I was really happy with last week. (laughs) Gary, Gary, Gary. Yeah. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Gary. Penis and vagina. Oh, I'm going to have to mute myself out. <laughs> you can't have happiness without penis in it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like that's her motto. And we're not even drinking. Oh my gosh. I am. <laughs> Are you okay? Anytime we record afternoon, you have to know that I have at least a glass of wine in my hand. I wish I would have thought to bring the rum, but the last time I did, I got a little loose. Well, why don't you have the rum? Every good pirate knows you're supposed to have rum. Well, and that's the thing. That's my go-to drink when we do record later in the day. <laughs> but usually we're recording at eight in the morning. We have an entire song called Leave Me the Rum. I'll have to send it to you. I'll send awesome. you a clip to it. Very cool. Well, tell everybody the name of the album and how they can get it. So the name of the album is Down Below. Love it. Yes, the title track. Currently, we only have physical copies of it available. Some of the songs were recorded live at the Renaissance Fair, and we have videos of that up on our Facebook and YouTube. We also have some of the songs from the CD that we've just done little slideshows to Mm -hmm. that are also available on our YouTube and Facebook. You can click on there to find all of that. And we are currently not performing, but working on performing and writing even more original music. That's our biggest thing is we do all original pirate songs, songs of the sea, songs about love, songs about drinking, songs about drinking because you're in love, songs about falling in love because you were drinking (laughs) and songs of loving drinking. (laughs) I love it. It covered all of it. Angel, we thank you so much. Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott, you need to check them out, follow them everywhere they are, listen to their music. You've heard down below part of it. Now it's an entire full-length song. So catch them where you can. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much for being the inspiration for it and for giving me an opportunity to go down this rabbit hole with you. Oh, we're happy to have you. And now that you're live tweeting with us, we will have to talk even more regularly (laughs) and (laughs) and we can just bandy it back and forth. I love it. But thank you all for listening. Tune in next week for our recap of episode 14. Until then, bye. Go ahead and give us a real Irish goodbye. Well, here's the lady in the high heel shoes who when she walks, she walks so smooth.
And when she kissed, she kissed so sweet, she could make things stand that had no feet. Slancha, God be with you. And may you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Laura Lyle of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Cast off me hearties.